Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers Welcome to the State of Economy podcast series from Business Line I'm Chitra Narayanan Today's episode is focused on marketing the theme we are exploring within marketing is how to market to the hinterland It is widely believed that small towns will be the future engines of growth for India and it's the tier 2 and 3 towns that are actually leading economic revival as well. To discuss this topic today we have as our guest Shiv Shivkumar and Tanvi Gupta. Shiv of course needs no introduction at all. A well-known management thinker and one of the finest strategic marketing brains Shiv has been the chairperson and CEO of PepsiCo, CEO of Nokia among others. He's on several boards including Burger King India. He's on the board of governors of IIM Udaipur. Tanvi Gupta is associate professor of marketing at IIM Udaipur and co-chair of the Consumer Culture Lab. As a cultural analyst, she undertakes consulting projects for brands trying to understand facets of the indian market and recently her team has come up with a very interesting study on content creation in the heartlands of india shiv and tanvi very excited to have you here a pleasure and so without much ado let me um, dive in and ask shiv uh, we've been seeing headlines like brand free big markets in small towns and that small towns will lead economic recovery or the growth etc and yet we see some conflicting signals like the uh, mato and its results had uh, throw away line saying it pulled out of 200 smaller cities and also you know the spending is not kind of uniform so perhaps you could tell us what's happening in in the heart of india you know india as an economy is always a work in progress country okay we all want india to be 5 trillion dollars tomorrow morning that's a good wish but it takes time to give you a sense only five countries have grown 5% plus in gdp over 50 years india has grown 5% plus for 40 years so 5% plus is not easy growth we think 5% is low it's not easy given our size of economy of 3 trillion okay so india will always be a work in progress country india will have absolute numbers which look very good for example 3.1 trillion but you divided by 1500 million people then you have a per capita income of 2100 in category after category we notice that the per capita use of a category the per capita consumption is way below the global average and it will be for the next 30 40 years the one place where india is significantly ahead of the global average is financial instrument use especially in the digital area there the world index is 67 we are 87 and that's the reason why in the g20 the digital achievements are being highlighted which is absolutely the best in the world okay so that's the first thing if you look at small towns and i've been to many small towns over the last one year chitra take a small town udaipur is a small town in comparison to an ncr or a bombay or a bangalore you go to vijayawada you go to raipur all these places are humming and buzzing but that hum and buzz comes essentially from entrepreneurial activity okay there is no public sector any more in any of these smaller towns which was a growth engine of the past that doesn't exist anymore it's entrepreneurial activity there's nothing else virtually out there which really drives it 
Next, if you look at all the small towns, etc., over the last one year, there are three things which have actually impacted uh, overall consumption. One is fuel price. At the current fuel price, remember, small town, the fuel component is high. They are challenged. Electricity bills are high. And finally, food inflation. These are the three things which have combined together for people to say, hey, maybe I need to save, maybe I need to spend, you know, something differently. I think a lot of people forget the fact that we are a work in progress country. And I would at one point also say people in the media, as well as private entrepreneurs, we are impatient for good news. We can't take tough news in our stride saying, look, in a long journey, there are cycles up and down. Okay, like in a long career, you'll have cycles up and down. You know, you'll have two, three tough quarters, but is the fundamental trajectory absolutely right? That I would not worry about. Next, the smaller town, etc., is at one level, you go a little below that, is impacted by agricultural income. Now, agriculture input commodity costs have gone up, whereas minimum support price or state administered price, as it's called in some states, has not really kept pace. So, a lot of even the rich farmers are postponing their purchases of things like SUVs. So it's a combination. I would say it's not a sign for a worry. But I would urge all of you, and especially in media, to have patience with India. India is a work-in-progress country. So basically, we should not overhype the uh, potential of the small town to kind of aid economic growth. Or are marketers kind of overestimating the growth? No, I, I don't think they are overestimating the growth. I think the baseline of growth that they expect is higher than what is being delivered right now. Okay, so I think in tough times, and inflation is tough, right? Fuel prices are tough, right? Electricity charge is tough, right? Food inflation is tough. You just need to recognize that and monitor it. And the way businesses should do it and not marketers is that they should base all their costs, okay, on a pessimistic plan not an optimistic plan, okay? And they should base all their incentives on an optimistic plan. But invariably, businesses tend to do the opposite. That's a wonderful piece of advice there. So I'll uh, come to you, Tanvi. Uh, Tanvi, your team has led a fantastic report on the, uh, I think, from the heartland of India. It looked at digital creators in the heartland of India and came up with wonderful findings. And in, in a sense, because your study focused on digital, that's the cue, because a lot of people think that digital has actually bridged the divide that exists between uh, urban and uh, smaller towns. They say there is a kind of homogeneity in the consumer being seen. And yet, despite the surface homogeneity, there seem to be a lot of differences. Can you uh, highlight how the consumer in the small town is different and yet same? What we observed when we visited multiple small towns and spoke to content creators, there's a massive change that has happened over the last decade, which otherwise might have taken, you know, at least uh, five decades. So the, like, especially the young consumers in these smaller towns, they are being pushed into this whole space of aspiration. So they have really high aspirations. So we do see a very aspirational side to these consumers and that is being fueled by the access to digital media and digital uh, content creation. But they do differ in terms of uh, their mentality when it comes to the metro consumer is this whole other side of the coin which we call as rootedness where, uh, you know, usually if you see in India, 
the metropolitan lifestyle is kind of a parallel to the american dream and uh, what like we could say what india is to the world is what small towns are to india right now like if somebody from a small town aspired to for upward social mobility and to get some better things in life they would migrate to the bigger cities but now because accessibility has gone up because of digital and other urbanization people don't feel the need to move out so they are staying there and still the aspiration levels are high you know a typically a person in the metro would assume that a small town consumer is a little quote and quote backward or you know not that uh, aspiration enough but what we saw and we were quite surprised to see that uh, people are very innovative very creative but they are not just trying to mimic the metropolitan lifestyle so that is one kind of a learning for us and the other interesting learning which we found was something what we call as a regional subnationalism generally if you look at a bigger metropolitan consumers you would say they are a little bit more globalized even if they identify themselves with india it's more at a national level so national brands can kind of resonate with them for small towns their sense of identity is much more rooted in their region for example uh, somebody from a small town in maharashtra might associate more closely with the maharashtrian identity than with an indian kind of an identity as a whole so that regional identity and the regional sub uh, nationalism is something that is actually very interesting because it creates this entire space of vernacular so you have this whole unapologetically vernacular mm-hmm. content that is being created so a few decades back we could see that small town consumers used to feel apologetic about their regional and vernacular dialects and then somebody from the metro who had a much polished uh, command over english or even hindi for that matter is kind of an elite uh, linguistic space so even in the hindi belt the spoken vernacular is uh, kind of at a regional level you know the vernacular being seen as a lower class or a more crude or a cringe kind of a space but now with the access of digital and uh, content creators creating their own regional content we are seeing this emergence of that confidence in your own regional rooted cultural content and cultural language and they are not kind of trying to just mimic the metropolitan language. okay so there is a regional pride that is developing which is new shiv do you agree that now there is a very strong sense of regional pride coming to the fore in all the states and smaller towns of india i agree completely with what tanvi said and there are many markers for this for example you take the you know what's today i don't know if you are aware chitra there is the irani trophy match going on mm-hmm. guess who's playing madhya pradesh versus rest of india when would you have thought madhya pradesh would play the you know rest of uh, india for irani trophy ranji trophy who are the finalists saurashtra and somebody else Yeah. so the big town boys of karnataka bombay delhi the traditional you know bastions of cricket are no longer true mm. so cricket has got very very democratized and i'll give you something from a decade ago we did work for kaushik basu when i was in nokia punam called myself and we gave free phones in one of the villages in raibareli district mm. and we wanted to see how the behavior would change of that village the first behavior change was young people had the upper hand because they were tech savvy so it flipped it was not the grandfather and the grandmother 
but it was the 16 or the 18 year old or the 20 year old who was the dominant person or the intellectual horsepower in the family. The second one, which is actually true globally, and but we realized it in Raibareli, was that 97% of all searches which they made were about who was the MLA in 1950, who was the M- MP in 1960. They were least bothered about national politics. Okay. What is the price of this item 20 years ago? So everything was very, very local. Mm-hmm. So I think nationalism as a trend is sweeping the world in every country. But there are sub parts to nationalism and any dialect, any region which has a substantial base has its own trend of regionalism. If you take movies, for instance, which are the movies which are bombing very badly? Mm. The movies which are bombing very badly are Bollywood. Why? Because they are copying Hollywood and trying to give you smart chiclet movies. Mm. The ones which are succeeding are the full action Natu Natu types. You know, yeah. which is a good, strong regional base of Telugu or Kannada or Tamil. Correct. And the nation is happy to take that escapism of the movie, which is why people go to a movie theater. I completely agree. You know, regional pride, localization, all that are great trends. And uh, given these trends, are uh, marketers kind of addressing their communication to uh, the tier two, three town consumers properly? Are they kind of still sitting in a city and devising communication or are they tailoring it now to every local district of India and how can they do it better? Basically, based on my observation, the way advertising I have seen happening is like there's one campaign which is made for the Hindi belt and then there's another separate campaign for South India. And uh, when I visited these smaller towns, when I spoke to the creators, some of the creators actually have had interactions with media agencies from the bigger cities coming in. And there is this kind of a power dynamic at play where somebody from the metro seems to have a kind of a metro gaze on the small town, which is kind of like creating a caricature of that small town life. And they kind of try to stereotype it saying that it should look like a backward place or it should, you know, like you show some huts or show some rural feel. So, so the same cliches are being perpetuated. Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, I mean, like, like an orientalism where you try to what the West looks at India in a certain way, right? Like they, they say poverty or mm. caste or there's certain things which kind of get played out. So even a metropolitan person's gaze on the small town. Mm-hmm. Something which I think needs to be a little more looked at with sensitivity. Should the communication come from the small town itself rather than yeah. the other way around? Yeah so, yeah, so basically what is happening is it's more like a top-down approach right now mm-hmm. where the communication is designed at the metropolitan headquarter level and then it, some of the taglines might be just converted into a local language and taken down. If there's a bottom-up approach which could be taken, that might actually make the communication to resonate better. So if it's at a national level, so Hindi, like Bollywood, is a great example of that. So Bollywood is something which is trying to cater to the entire country with one Mm. product. But regional cinema brings in that nuance. Yeah. So, uh, Shiv, I'll ask you you more about the product strategy for tier two, three towns. But are the right products being created for the small town? I mean, the uh, tier two, three towns clearly are demonstrating affluence. They probably can afford as well as a city consumer. But uh, even the very product that they are consuming could be very different 
there are some categories where I think the rural consumer might say, you know what, I can't see this being value for money. Maybe this is over-engineered for me. So you need to tailor it a little. So if you look at the drivers of purchase in urban India, they tend to be around aspiration, quality and price. Mm. In rural India, price comes first, followed by quality and aspiration. It's extremely important for you to recognize that rural consumers are not half urban consumers. A lot of companies make this mistake to say, let's multiply the product, multiply the price, multiply the approach by 0.5, and then you have a product for rural India. That's not true at all. Okay. Just, you know, it just doesn't uh, work. Going back to how do you actually communicate this product? Uh, in the past, you had television, which was mainstream. What did marketers do? They had television. They had the local language edition of the voiceover. That's all they did. If there was any localization which was present, it was either in print media or in radio or in hoardings. Even when they took celebrities, they would have a national celebrity. And you'd be surprised to know, like all the work we've done on various product categories, a Shahrukh Khan or an Akshay Kumar, etc. have no resonance in Tamil Nadu. Zero. Or even Andhra Pradesh. And that's why you have the birth of Chika Sudeeps, the Mahesh Babus, the Ram Charans of this world. Because those are big markets and those are very big, big constituents of uh, consumers. Mm. Okay, so this national celebrity regional voice doesn't work. So if you want a celebrity, okay, then it has to be somebody who is absolutely uh, local. Having said that, I would say social media is a big driver. I think you need to think about it like the media, which is think of concepts which can be replicated locally in the language. Who wants to be a millionaire is one of the biggest concepts in the world. How did it come to India? KBC. Now, which are the most popular uh, KBC programs running? Tamil Nadu, where Kamal Asan hosts it. Andhra, where, you know, I think at one time Chiranjeevi hosted it. It's all in the local language. Mm. So think of a concept which is global and adapt it to a local nuance. I think those kind of concepts in communication as well as products tend to do much better. Great. So there is an app where it is one of the fastest growing content app with a lot of small town people paying, subscribing for it. And the biggest selling product there is Hindi translation of Rich That Poor That, the audiobook. So okay. so it's again aspirational content, but made accessible. And uh, the other one I would say is rethink the business model hmm. as to how you go to the consumer. For example, when we sold... 2 million phones to rural women. We sold it on a EMI basis with a microfinance company, which gave that as an income generating activity. So women would deposit 75 rupees every week for 26 weeks to own a phone. That was a completely new business model, which was a three-way partnership between Nokia, Airtel and SKS microfinance. Mm. So you need to rethink business models. Okay, So you need to ask yourself, how do you get small town and rural consumers to tap into your products with a new business model. Okay, uh, coming to, you know, the shopping behavior, according to BCG, 50% of online shoppers now live in smaller towns. And by 2030, this will be 60%. So which means there is an enthusiastic adoption of e-commerce by small towns. One reason they say of this is so is because, you know, there is a lack of availability of these products. But now the malls are all there in uh, the smaller towns. So will this 
online consumption then come down i think based on my observation when it comes to online shopping mm-hmm. uh, i think in smaller towns versus the metros there is a a difference in the gender divide basically i mean we say that small towns are really developing very fast but when it comes to the financial independence of female shoppers right so that is i think still not that ahead in the smaller you towns. mean you mean men yeah uh, as in i think it's majorly done by largely done by men as compared to the women okay. so when it comes to certain categories like fashion and other categories which are more driving the online sales looking at gender differences in small towns might be helpful to understand the barriers that might come up i think india will be an omni market but if you look at online online is not because physical is not there or experience is not there online is a top up chitra always online is for quick necessity for example you forgotten to buy water or milk or biscuits or something you just top it up and ask them to deliver online is also when you feel lazy to cook and say look i don't want to cook let's have a meal at home let's order through a platform so food will be very big if you notice the in the pandemic one of the top categories across india was actually beauty mm-hmm. education and beauty was a huge big business okay so where education is involved online will be very big the business of education will be big the business of beauty will be big the business of financial products insurance etc via education will be big okay next small town people tend to have few trusted relationships they don't want the retailer or somebody to know what they have bought or what they are buying or where they have invested so in those type of categories what i would call as unmentionable categories or where trust is involved they are quite happy to go online okay. they don't want somebody the insurance agent in that city to know what they have done or in the town or small hamlet or whatever it is because they don't want to be linked to him or beholden to him now in a lot of the small towns i am just amazed at the physicality of retail it's so huge you know it's a huge retail experience glitter lights the whole works but the personalization of the experience is very very poor next because traffic is in every city or every town or even small places challenged severely okay so people are saying do i really need to go out four or five of us in order to do this the answer is no let's order it because the beauty of online shopping in india chitra compared to anywhere else is i can return it if i don't like it you know that's a huge advantage Mm-hmm. so women order three things and ask them why do you order they say i can always return it if i don't like it okay but one thing online has done is it two things it's done achitra it's taken away the fear from premium brands today a housewife or a young boy or a young girl they're sitting in let's take a small town and seeing bmw site mercedes site okay ermes louis vuitton bali why it costs nothing yeah they're doing their happily so Oh my God! You know, Mercedes Benz. I can never. Those days are over. Yeah. The second thing online is doing, which is not good for marketers, is that loyalty is dropping mm-hmm. because now you have a range of products and price, which was a fixed variable in the marketing arsenal in the past, is now a daily changing variable. Every day price changes. 
So my reference set of what I want to buy changes every day depending on the price I see. Mm-hmm. And suddenly that brand becomes important or unimportant depending on the price. So that is something which has changed significantly for marketeers. One is the distance between aspirational brands and the consumer. And the second is the loyalty because of price changing as a variable constantly. If you have to name three traits of the small town consumer, what would these be? Three or four or whatever the key traits? For rural consumers and small town consumers, English is still very, very aspirational as a language and a mode of communication. Whatever they buy or don't buy, never forget that. That's one. Second is, for them, the good word of their friends matters much more than anywhere else. Urban consumers tend to look at product scores. Okay, rural consumers tend to look at my friend's scores, my friend, what he or she is saying, etc. And third, I would say is, please treat them with just the same respect as any other consumer. Just because they are from a small town does not mean that they are any less important as a consumer. Yeah, so the three takeaways uh, for the small town consumer, one would be that they are all about aspiration. So don't consider the consumer to be somebody who's backward, but actually somebody who's really striving to move forward in life. So products that enable that mobility and aspiration should be offered to them. The second thing is about rootedness, basically. So it's uh, you, it's not good to assume that a small town consumer is just trying to mimic the metropolitan lifestyle. Their own regional identity and their own rootedness is something that is really important to them. And if as a marketer, we can respect that uh, rootedness and offer products that kind of respect that rootedness will help. And the third thing is uh, about the vernacular, basically. So as a metro marketer, we don't bring in that social judgment when we are dealing with the small town consumer. So that will actually help to make the connect with them at an emotional level. Thank you so much, uh, Tanvi and Shem. Lovely having you here and look forward to having you here more often 